0: tonight is the night episode number seven of do the move uh my name's chad gonna be breaking down some things for y'all tonight uh here with my guy george we've got sean john richie buckets roberto and j-dog himself joey uh boys how we feeling tonight
1: good good doing all right
0: right on right on so we've got a uh, pretty packed uh episode for y'all again tonight Uh, As always, we're going to try to go over uh, every night of wrestling here, Uh, you know, the main promotions. We've got Raw, SmackDown. Uh, I always overlook NXT, so we're going to briefly go over that card as well. Uh, We've got Dynamite, Rampage. A couple of us went to the Impact shows over the weekend, so we're going to review Emergence. Uh, No spoilers for the upcoming Impact tapings that we got to see last night, Uh, followed by Chef's Kiss and uh, Bone to Pick. So, I'm um, going to get things rolling here. Uh, we're just going to briefly go over uh, what happened on Raw on Monday, uh, August 8th. So, we had Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Io Sky against Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, and Asuka. Um, and, of course, nothing is loading here for me. Bum, 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 bum. Uh, so, that was a challenge for a match at uh, Clash of the Castle. Um, we had Seth freaking Rollins defeat Angelo Dawkins Joey's favorite uh, tag partner uh, What else we got here uh, Kevin Owens defeated Ezekiel. I heard that was a pretty brutal match uh, Damian Priest challenge edge to a match in Toronto uh, we had Finn Balor defeat Rey Mysterio and then Dakota Kai and EU sky Defeated Dana Brooks and Tamina to advance to the Women's Tag Team Championship Tournament. And Bobby Lashley defeated Ciampa to retain the United States Championship. Boom, 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 boom. Almost defeated Andrea Garcia and Spencer Slade in a handicap match. And Dolph Ziggler defeated Chad Gable. Uh, next, AJ Styles defeated The Miz in a no-disqualification match. And... Looks like after the match, Dexter Loomis uh, was being carried out of the ring um, by security. So that was a surprise comeback there. So uh, as we know, Triple H bringing back some old NXT guys who uh, ended up leaving during Vince's regime. Uh, Any thoughts on uh, Raw for Monday, guys? Any uh, bullet points? Rich?
2: Yeah, I want to say shout out to the women's division. um, Top tier women's division in in my my honest opinion um having bailey come back with dakota kai and eo eo sky uh the crowd was trying to heckle bailey but bailey is such a great comedian just been able to just push it off she she called dakota kai dakota sky and she and she acknowledged that like i already know i messed up her name blah 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 and whatnot, but no, Bailey coming back. It's a nice refresh, great heel. I'm loving to see what this uh, faction does. And then the confrontation with um, Bianca Belair and uh, Alexa Bliss, Asuka, and then they're gonna face them at Clash at the castle. That's that's gonna be fun. And then they just had an all out brawl. It just felt real. Um, So that's my highlights from the show. Go ahead, Joey. I'm
3: just really happy for a guy like Dexter Loomis. Um, Everything he was in in NXT, he killed it as far as character commitment. Um, If you didn't watch NXT like the last two and a half years, which I'm guessing a vast majority of this group didn't, um, if you look up his stuff with specifically Indy Hartwell and their whole like romance, and to my knowledge, the only wedding in wrestling history not to have somebody have a cake thrown in their face. Um, That wedding, the whole like quote unquote romance, Johnny Gargano being eh, about him at first, but then teaming with him later. He's just a great character guy. And so to see somebody like that, who does have a good look as well, get a second chance when he lost his first chance through no fault of his own. I'm just very happy for it, especially the way in which they did it. Um, But those are my comments on Loomis.
4: I'm just happy for the guy. Sean, go ahead overall solid raw i loved the bailey uh faction segment but i think my and the rollins versus dawkins match was pretty fire um my favorite part though throughout the entire show was probably how they presented kevin owens um you can see a vast character recording
5: in progress
4: Keep going. Okay. <laughs> do we do we try it again or no, we good? We're, good.
0: we're already live. It's it's live on Twitch. I can download it. We're good. Uh <laughs>
4: the character change in uh, Kevin Owens uh from the Vince McMahon portrayal to uh how Triple H had him, which was basically Kevin Owens from the Indies, um just brutalizing Ezekiel, was uh um I'm just excited to see what comes from it.
0: Right on, right on. So uh, I'm a dumbass and didn't record anything here. So uh, yeah, we've already went through it. We'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, move on to NXT from Tuesday the ninth. Uh, Nikita Lyons defeated Kiana James. Wesley defeated Trick Williams in a rounds match, which uh, just looks like a boxing match from the uh, image here on the uh, results. Um, Giovanni Vinci challenged Carmelo Hayes to a North American title match at Heatwave. Uh, Ariana Grace defeated Thea Hale. Hopefully I said that right. Probably not. Uh, Paulo Cruz defeated Roderick Strong. Uh, I heard that was a pretty decent match from uh, social media. Um, Santos Escobar and Tony D'Angelo came to terms on a street fight at Final Accord. Pretty Deadly defeated Malik Blade and Edris Anafe. Hopefully I said that right. Uh, Zoe Stark defeated Cora Jade, and that was it. Uh, any thoughts on uh, NXT? Joey, go ahead.
3: I'm really happy for Zoe Stark specifically. Th- this chick was out for quite a while um, with a pretty serious knee injury from a NXT women's tag titles ladder match back on Halloween Havoc, another 90s title that NXT steals for their quarterly shows. And to see that she's not only getting a pretty good push in NXT, but also that her and um, Nikita Lyons are in that women's tag tournament. I doubt they'll win the women's tag titles, but the fact that they are showing this much faith in her coming out of a serious injury to me is a really good sign. Zoe Stark to me is somebody that hopefully will, will beat Mandy Rose. Who's had the title now for nearly 10 months, believe it or not. Um, They've really been treating Toxic Attraction as a serious group. And so Zoe Stark, I think, could really use the baby face rub, and I'm happy that she's getting that shot again. Go ahead, Brian.
5: So, like, a small detail I noticed on NXT this week was, uh, even on Wade Barrett's commentary, uh, it was during the Thea Hale and uh, Ariana Grace match, where Ariana Grace, as she was going for the finish and everything like that, she hit one of Wade Barrett's moves and Wade Barrett actually called it like it was his own move. So I really enjoyed just that little detail of Wade Barrett still remembering, Oh, Hey, I'm a pro. I was a pro wrestler at one point, And I'm glad to see that my moves are still incorporated even with today's NXT stars. But um, I feel like Thea Hale and Ariana Grace had a really fun match as well too. Uh, Ariana Grace, you know, is a beauty queen and she got ended up with a shiner after the match. So Uh, I'm super happy that NXT seems to be moving forward in this uh, positive and uphill direction uh, more than anything else. But that's just all my thoughts on that.
3: Wasteland was the move that um, of Barrett's that she hit. Wasteland is where he, or she in this case, has some up in a fireman's carry and just like throws him forward. And as Brian said, Wade was literally like happy as a kid in a candy store there. It was actually quite endearing to see that. So anyone else for NXT comments? Oh Bobby.
0: I mute Bobby. I'm
6: Unmute Chef. Sorry about, sorry about that. Um, Joey, you recommended NXT for like the, the longest time, and so I've been I've been watching now. You know what? It's not a bad product. Um, I, I am liking things on there. Um, yeah, I'm gonna keep on watching. Honestly, it's it's a good product, and I do recommend a lot of us in this chat to to be tuning in on Tuesdays because there's there's a lot of good
3: young up and
6: coming stars on that show.
3: So that's just my two cents on that. Yeah. They do is. have heat wave coming up as well on Tuesday. So it is treated as a more serious show. Go ahead, Chad. Sorry to cut you off. I just wanted to plug that.
0: No. Yeah. You've mentioned that to me a lot and we used to go back. Actually, Bobby would watch uh pre NXT 2.0. We watched some of that stuff together and it was really nice. It was really fun to watch. Uh, obviously this 2.0 started off really, really fucking cheesy in my opinion. And it was kind of hard to watch at first, but it's definitely uh definitely worked its way through all the kinks and everything. And it's definitely become a a, a pretty good show to watch. So I do keep it on in the background. I don't get to catch all the matches, but yeah, it's, it's overall, it's been pretty solid. I can't really complain after giving it some time. So. uh, The triple H effect. Triple H. Well, we'll see. Maybe we'll go back to black and gold. That's, that's my ultimate goal there is just to go back (laughs) to that. I just, the overall uh, aspect and the visuals, you know, from, from that, uh, you know those days. I, I prefer. I just like the darkness of everything. You know
2: what? Great. You don't like the psychedelic look. Uh, don't like the. I don't know, man. The, it's, it's not Aaron
0: Rodgers. He's like the psychedelics. I'm not on. The, I'm not on that shit. No, by any means. I'm on the cowboy shit. But um, uh, it. Uh, I don't know. I it's see, It's growing on me. It's growing on me I, for sure. It's growing on me. I
5: actually like. I actually like how they you know lit up the arena this time around because you know. Uh, back in black and gold, you really couldn't see much fans. Yeah. No, it's Um, nice. I mean, with with everything lit up and everything, you know, just like a little bit brighter and a little bit more colorful, I mean, that's probably what attracts more people to it. I mean, because, you know, I don't think people are uh, attracted to, like, the black and gold as opposed to, like, the multiple different colors. Um, But, you know, I – not like exactly boom, exactly boom. yeah and you know it's it's uh it's definitely gotten uh way better uh over the weeks I, it was a rough start to begin with but like i've been enjoying it every single tuesday or every chance that i can catch it so uh and i cannot wait for heat wave uh this next coming tuesday
0: right on well uh maybe get on and watch that on tuesday and uh, see how that goes uh, moving on to SmackDown from August 12th. Um, so we had a women's tag team championship tournament match, uh, Raquel Rodriguez and Aliyah versus Shotzi. And I don't know how to say that. Um, is it Zyli? Is that how you say it? Yeah. Okay. All
3: right. I was right. You did. Yeah. And it's uh, Aaliyah, like was... who's who Brian's a big fan of. But, yes. Aaliyah. I love Aliyah. She's great. It yeah, Aaliyah. it's Aaliyah. Okay. Yeah. Right. My apologies.
0: I don't watch SmackDown as much as I should, apparently. So um, Raquel and Aaliyah ended up winning that match. Um, let's see here. Oh, this is a lot of notes here. Um, next up, we had Hit Row with B-Fab and Brandon Scott versus Trevor. What the fuck? Why is this all cut off here? Well, my notes here are all messed up. So, none of this is going through. Hit Row ended up winning the match. Thank you. Um, Next up, we had Drew McIntyre versus The Usos. Uh, It looks like Drew McIntyre and Madcap Moss were the winners of that. So, it looks like at some point, Madcap had uh, entered his way into the match. I'll let you guys interject on that. Uh, We had an Intercontinental Championship match. Gunther with Ludwig versus Shinsuke uh and through retain the title in that uh any thoughts or additions that i might have missed <laughs> with my notes there uh john go ahead sorry buddy
7: yeah i just want to say I, I love how smackdown was showing the history of past champions for the intercontinental championship it's really cool that they're doing like these packages you know they did that last week for on raw The you know the U.S. Championship, and I thought it just it hypes you up to like make you want to stay and you know watch the whole show and make it to the uh, main event, Uh, Richard.
2: Man, my whole government name. You sound like you froggy, bro, Richie Buckets, Uh, bro. uh, So I know Joey's gonna disagree with me, but I'm glad that Hit Row is back. Uh, They are. I, I love them. I I have an, an affinity for for Hit Row. I am glad that they are back. Uh, I hope in the future or Hell Survivor Series that we get Hit Row versus Bianca Belair and the, the Street Profits or something like that. I think me and Brian were talking about this uh, yesterday.
4: Um sure we were were. Pizza.
2: Yeah. And we want we want this to happen. So I'm happy about that. I'm also happy about Gunther. Um, legitimizing the intercontinental championship um for so long it seemed like a mid-card i mean i guess it is a mid-card belt but at the end of the day he is elevating it to a status that i've never seen in a while so i'm excited for the push for luther uh go ahead joey because we know you have um, a, a mini bone to pick before the bone to pick segment I mean, it's not so much a
3: bone to pick. I just want to talk about um, your boy Pennies, and I'm not going to call him Top Dollar because he's Pennies to me. <laughs> that man is not a star. That that guy, he thinks he's worth $10 dollars $10 when in reality, I don't think he's worth much at all. To to call himself for those of you that didn't see, apparently he referred to the group as the hottest thing in wrestling before their release, and I am all for as I mentioned in the group chat for somebody thinking that they want to be the best and striving to be that world champion or that tag champion that headlines, pay-per-views fantastic. But I am not somebody that thinks that they were really that special before they were released. And to said that, that they were the hottest thing in wrestling to me is just flat out ignorant. Um, there's been rumors that he's had attitude problems in the past. And I think that this is showing that he really hasn't been humbled since his release. If you recall, people, and I'll be quick, he um, had did a couple, like, rap videos, I think, after his release under maybe his real name of AJ Francis. But they were not too kind to the company. And so I, I just worry for somebody who I do like in Ashanti the Adonis getting thrown out with AJ when he inevitably gets released. Go ahead, John, because I see your hand is up first.
7: Yeah, um, just want to double check. My mic's good, everyone? A,
0: uh, you still, like, still sound like a robot, but uh, we'll have to do with that.
7: All <laughs> right, uh, Richard, just go ahead. I'll, I'll try to fix it. All
2: right, so this, I guess this is where we get into the, to the debate and the dialogue. Um, look, I I mean, if you watched NXT hit Row and then them getting elevated and getting getting pushed to SmackDown, it it was not a good good push, and I was under the the McMahon era, we have Triple H now. Uh, So whatever attitude problem, people have attitudes, people have egos, this is wrestling. Everybody's gotta have an ego in order to get themselves over, right? So at the end of the day, it's a fresh start. It's a clean slate. I think Top Dollar can be a star. I believe that Hit Row with the given vision that I think Triple H will do for them, will get them over. Um, they're still over with me, um, and we'll see how they do in SmackDown. That's all I have to say. Go ahead, George.
1: So admittedly, I don't follow SmackDown at all. And I'm very unfamiliar with this group, um, uh, with a, you know, top dollar and whoever, but from what I've seen on social media of top dollar, it seems like he is full of himself to a degree, um, Basically, he thinks he's a bigger star than he really is. And, it, you know, whatever, you know, has gone to his head just seems to keep leaking out. Um, I know once he left, he got released from WWE. He basically went through the, he went on the Indies. I, cause I did see a, see him pop up, you know, a couple of times, but, um, nothing you know right write home about you know and i know people have been saying that you know swerve was really the star of this group and i'm starting to really understand why um swerve has been good in aw and you know it just doesn't it doesn't seem you know that it seems like th- that that he's going to be missed when when all is said and done um and the only other thing with top dollar is um you know people were saying when this group broke up, that he was the one who might get the push because of his size. And I think that kind of got, got his ego a little bit boosted up. Um, but again, I, this is another, this is a situation. I know we were all kind of ragging on Vince for some of the releases. This one might not have been the a wrong decision by Vince, at least as far as the long-term lookout is. I don't see this group being top contenders in any, way shape or form um maybe one of them goes after a mid car title on you know as a single star but that's about it um but you know hey prove me wrong and you know that's all i really got to say about it brian we'll, uh,
0: hear from brian and then sean real quick and we'll move on to dynamite
5: So, you know, I mean, with Hit Row returning, I really enjoyed that because I didn't really get a chance to see what Hit Row was capable of uh, because I fell behind on certain weeks of NXT. But from what I've seen from uh, back in the days of NXT, like early 2.0 days and everything like that, kind of to defend top dollar, maybe it's just one of those things where he's kind of, uh, you know, living the gimmick, as they would say, you know, because, Back in the day, guys had to act like they were bigger stars than they were. And, you know, I, I, I feel like Top Dollar kind of fits in that category because not only does he, you know, treat himself like a star, he you know wants to have hit row in these high level spots. So I've got nothing but high hopes for Hit Row. And, you know, I I hope I hope that we see Hit Row as, you know, tag team contenders in some point. Um but, yeah, that's all my thoughts on that. Sean, what you got, bud?
4: Honestly, I think uh, they might be missing a little bit of that oomph that uh, Swerve uh, was giving them. Uh, and it's not really uh, WWE. I mean, it is WWE's fault, but it's, I mean, nothing they could really do to get him back for obvious reasons. Um but this gives them, in my opinion, opportunity to um, maybe call up someone from the NXT roster to fill that void. And I think Carmelo Hayes would be a good option. Um, help elevate that uh, that group to new heights, to someone who can uh, talk regularly on the mic. Because I feel like Top dollar and Adonis are kind of like just fill in spots, Uh henchman spots they can't i don't think they can do much like lengthy promos and whatnot um but yeah my two cents
0: all right well looks like we got everybody's opinion on that uh moving on to dynamite quake by the lake as we all know we're a big fan of these uh (laughs) random title dynamites here so we had another one uh a week after we bitched about it so we had uh darby allen against brody king in which darby uh won that bloodbath of a match uh brody first couple minutes into the match if that was uh was cut open uh, what was the match chad
2: what was the a match?
0: coffin match thank you hey, bringing yeah. point number two what we were bitching about last it week, wasn't a wheezing match? match it was a coffin <laughs> match thank you joey um, oh, we also, Joey, sting, uh, I hate you for that joke, Joey, <laughs> dad, Joe, I love
3: myself for that joke. So that's fine. George
0: band, you're going to get the get fucked button for that one. Um, we had sting come back from that and, uh, his eye paint was, uh, similar to, uh, the house of black. Cause he got it right. Uh, during his last, uh, one of his last appearances. So yeah, it was cool to see him incorporate that into, uh, into his uh, face paint. So we'll see if that changes his character at all or uh, leads him down some sort of path here uh, next couple weeks. Um, I did take notes. We had a Jericho promo after that. We had Andrade and Roosh versus the Lucha Bros in which uh, the Lucha Bros lost. Um, We had uh, Penta lose his mask at the end of the match uh, trying to go for a save. And then uh, we had a Hammerlock DDT by Andrade for the win. Uh, After that, we had a Young Bucks segment in which they thanked Hangman for saving them last week. Uh, They also apologized and asked him to be their trio's partner uh, for the tournament. But Hangman declined, said he's not going to be in the tournament, and he's going to be with the Young Bucks. Or, I'm sorry, with the Dark Order. With the Dark Order. He's going to be in their corner um, to try and get them, uh, you know, the... uh, what am I trying to say here? The attention they deserve. You know, they, uh, they've they lost every big match they've been in, so it'll be interesting to see uh, how they do in the tournament. Um, we had Luchasaurus basically kill Anthony Henry um, in which uh, Jungle Boy was on commentary for that. Uh, Christian Cage uh, at the end of the match uh, was backstage talking some smack to Jungle Boy in which Jungle Boy went back and sort of beat some ass. Uh, we had a Another Miro promo on Malachi Black and the House of Black, in which uh, Julia Hart was actually in the promo. Um, So that was pretty interesting. Uh, We had Jay Lethal, Satnam Singh, and Sanjay Dutt um, come out to talk about the TNT title, um, basically telling Wordlow, you're going to give us this match or we're going to come take your title. Um, Wordlow accepted and came out with FTR in a little showdown, uh, but nothing happened after that. Uh, we had Aaron Solo versus Ricky Starks, in which Ricky ended up winning the match and was attacked by uh, the Factory afterwards. Um, we had a promo between the Best Friends and the Thrustbusters, which led into uh, Rampage on Friday.
1: Trustbusters. Trust Thrustbusters.
0: B- God damn it! I don't know why I said that. I can't read my own handwriting, so I. Thrustbusters. We Thrust Busters. Thrustbusters. I'm pretty sure
1: Thrustbusters would be would, would be formed by Val Venus. <laughs>
3: Sounds like a GCW tag.
0: Everybody's that's going to be our tag team, uh, me and uh, the thrust Bobby. Thrusters. The Thrustbusters. The thrust <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, I can't read my own handwriting. I apologize. Uh, we had Madison Rain versus Jade, in which Jade won the match, uh, as you probably could have expected. 37 and 34 and 0. I thought it was
3: 37.
0: Uh, 34. 36. 34. 36 and 0. 36. Are you sure?
3: 36 I'm eight. positive. There was a dude with it. a big Richie ass. Richie Buckets sign. knows his girl. Richie Buckets knows.
2: I said 37 because she's gonna win her next match against the uh,
3: I literally Ooh. watched it. And they had a
0: they had a uh, thing on the screen. I thought it's a 35.
2: Yeah, it's 36. It's 36. It's, th-
1: 36. it's 36, Chad. There was a dude with a big ass sign sitting at ringside that had it up. So yeah.
0: Fuck you guys. Uh, Undefeated, 36 0. 36 0. Okay. Well. All right. We'll change that in the notes. Fuck it. Uh, then we had Mox versus Lionheart Jericho, in which uh, Moxley ended up uh, retaining, as we could have guessed in that one. And uh, we had JAS in the BCC uh, post-match uh, little skirmish, in which uh, we had Punk Return. So thoughts on that, other than correcting everything I got wrong. Jonathan, go ahead, or John.
7: All right. Can you guys hear me fine? Much yes. better. All no right. Thank you. Um, so yeah, beginning of dynamite hooked me. The first three minutes. I'm just like, we're you know, we're all talking shit about like god these stupid gaming matches. Oh my god, Quake by the lake. You know. Now next week they got uh, some Game of Thrones theme, uh Dynamite. <laughs> but anyways, um yes, yeah, the first I wanna say three to five minutes was just beautiful, beautiful disaster that's what i call it um the one thing that kind of turned me off from that match was uh the house of black showing up again i get it they're feuding but part of me is just kind of getting a little tired of it that's just my opinion um but the ending cm punk showing up those are the two big things i remembered throughout the whole uh dynamite that i was watching those are the two big things that came to my mind watching that movie. uh brian
5: so with um, Quick by the Lake, I mean, I really enjoyed, like you said, it was a beautiful disaster in the um, first three minutes of the coffin match. That was like, I feel like that's my favorite match from that show in all honesty, because there was a lot of, you know, mayhem in the first three minutes. It grabbed your attention right off the bat uh, with the house of black coming in. I'm fine with it. I'm just, For me, I'm actually the opposite. I like seeing the House of Black interfere in the matches, especially when there's a uh, no-disqualification stipulation. But with Sting and Darby, I get it. Sting is his mentor and everything like that. But it always seems like Sting is the one getting Darby out of these sticky situations, you know? I, I feel like we need more people to align themselves with Darby more than anything else. I mean, Sting's great. But he's 63, 62. I don't think he's gotten many more years to defend Darby left, in all honesty. But I did enjoy Sting's face paint uh, corresponding to where he got misted the last time we saw him. Um, Coffin match was great. Uh, Like you said, the ending with Punk coming back instant, that just brought me back into uh, being interested in what AEW has next up their sleeve. But... That's pretty much all I got to say about Quick by the Lake.
2: All right. Uh, y'all saw my boy Ricky Starks wrestle. Um, I'm nervous for what's happening with his booking with the random factory. I know him and Aaron Solo were tag team partners back in the day. Um, the most random thing was just Hobbs ripping off of the TV and then throwing it down. I mean, I guess he was just mad because Ricky Starks won, but I found that the most random thing ever. It's like, oh yeah, we're just gonna cut backstage and here's Hobbs, just let me just Hulk smash. Uh, so that was something glaring, but i um, excited for my boy. Hopefully they don't mess up his booking. And then obviously with CM Punk returning, face-to-face with john moxley um to see the unification of the AEW world heavyweight championship i'm looking forward to that at all out so those are my thoughts uh, george go for it
1: all right so i think though just to jump off what you said with the hobbs thing um i think he was a little pissed because ricky hit his big spine buster which is hobbs's big you know whole big move so i think that was what really set him off um but as far as the whole show goes you know the Derby match that was a lot better than it had any right to be. Um, It was definitely an attention grabber. It really just set up, you know, got the crowd nice and hot. So I really appreciated that. Um, My other big takeaway is obviously the punk thing, but, you know, we've said, you know, we've all said what we're going to say about that. Um, My big, my weird takeaway from this was uh, the Wardlow segment um, because I was, you know, the fact that he's realigned with FTR um, seems to be, you know kind of a thing, but um, I'm a little disappointed that it didn't happen sooner because I would have loved to see them as a trio in this trios tournament. Um, although they probably would have you know ran through everybody, but but again, just a personal gripe there. Um, and then the Miro segment was a little bit odd, but it was also kind of hilarious with the aftermath from it because Lana's kind of pissed <laughs> <laughs> so, um. Maybe we'll see Lana come in. That'd be great. Lana versus Julia Hart. Give me that. Um, but yeah, um, as far as House of Black is concerned in, in its entirety, though, get him away from Darby. We need to get him away from Darby at this point. Be done with it. And you know, let's you know they're doing the trios thing, which is fine. There's obviously some weird storyline with Sting, but I don't I don't know what they're going to do with that. Um, but yeah, House of Black needs to be a more prominent presence on the show. I know that's been one of the biggest gripes among fans is that they're not getting the right opportunities or being presented the right way. Um and I'm worried that they will fall into the realm that the Dark Order currently occupies where they're just kind of a forgotten about thing. So hopefully they do something more with them. Um the last thing I did want to touch on was something Rich brought up was the booking of Ricky Starks. Um before we got on here, me and Chad were talking about that. Um, i'm actually not not upset with this whole thing with the factory um i want them to kind of give starks that slow roll so that when he finally does get to that big match that big championship match it will actually mean something so you know it once he so hopefully once he gets that big win he gets just you know it'll be over with the crowd and it'll just be a big pop so just it, it you know we we've griped about the long about long-term booking with AEW last week, and I think maybe now they're starting to realize it now that they've made changes to personnel that we talked about. So hopefully that'll that'll translate to better storylines and better booking.
4: Uh, Sean, go ahead. So honestly, uh, the coffin match—I feel like it's a—it was a wasted opportunity because um, Darby and Brody have this chaotic brutal chemistry with one another in the ring and considering that the i mean what there were one or two spots involving the coffin entirely in the entirety of the match it just made me feel like why do the coffin in at all um with the miro segment it makes me question are you a heel are you a face what's going on here um it just doesn't seem to have again any direction exactly where he's going or is he just gonna be some sort of anti-hero like gladiator type guy um just wrecking through whatever and uh the tease for possibly omega's return or what's rumored to be possibly Kota and then Punk's return is a breath of fresh air considering all outs just weeks away and they need all the star star power that they can get to, to boost those buy rates. Um, Considering they haven't built up any stars in all these mega stars absences, but um, overall it was a, okay dynamite um the mox versus jericho match was pretty cool um seeing the lionheart uh show off his technical mastery something that he doesn't really show much of anymore um makes me look forward to the possible matchup with danielson i'm hoping maybe like a submission match that'd be pretty cool um but yeah dynamite math
3: uh, one thing I'll say to add on to the conversation about House of Black. I really and, you know, I, I joked and said that the garbage can, the recycling bin, and the dumpster should be the first trios championships and that they shouldn't even exist. But since Tony Khan doesn't listen to this podcast just yet, um, if there has to be champions, I want it to be House of Black to actually give them some more legitimacy I think they've done a really good job with how they've really made Brody King feel like a legit BA monster since his Battle Royal win, hanging solidly with Mox. And so to me, if we are going forward with these titles, do not give them to the Bucks and Kenny. I would even say the Dark Order is honestly too far gone at this point, even though I wouldn't be opposed to giving them the belts. Give him to house of black. Cause now uh buddy Matthews, I believe that's his name is back too. And just let him roll with it. See what happens. Sink or swim. We're going to give you TV time consistently, not on dark as rich does the jumping the shark motion, which I don't know what means, but Hey, whatever. <laughs> George so,
1: Sorry. You know, you reminded me of a point I had actually wanted to bring up was the whole young buck situation with their mystery partner. Um, and you know it's an interesting situation because um you, know, you had mentioned kota ibushi but his situation with new japan is really screwed up right now um because he wasn't included in the g1 and he as far as i know he hasn't wrestled for them for quite some time um basically following uh, a whole falling out with them um following the death of his mother i believe it was and the situation you know in his mental state regarding that um and Chad and I hadn't talked about this, you know, who, um, other than Kenny Omega, because God knows what Kenny's health status is other than Kenny, there's really not, you know, anybody prominent that could step up. Uh, Jay White's tied up with the, uh, with the G one still, um, you could theoretically pull some guys that they've worked with, you know, already as, you know, in AEW, uh, guys like Dustin Rhodes, who they worked with, uh, for a, I think it was a dark match. I want to say, um, and then you got guys from like Impact Wrestling you could bring over. Um, we taught, mentioned uh, Hikuleo could come in. Uh, one of the Good Brothers, possibly Carl Anderson or Doc Gallows, would be an option there. Um, Richie Buckets in our chat saying Chris Bay, but I, you know, I'm not sure what the uh, Bucks have connection to that is. Um, but you know, there could, it's it'll be interesting to see what they do do with this um, because I honestly don't know how healthy Kenny is. We haven't really heard much. But if the status, but if his previous status is to be believed, he might not be ready to go until 2023 at best. Um, you know, so the only other guy I could think of within a, within AEW would be uh, Matt Hardy, um, who worked with them for the Stadium Stampede match. Um, and, you know, he's a, he's certainly an option and would start and would fit along with that whole redemption arc thing he's doing on BTE. So, you know, that's, that's a possibility, but again, you know, I'd love to hear uh, your guys' thoughts on who you think it could be.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, like, like you had mentioned, I mean, I feel like Kenny is far-fetched just from all the reports that have come out on him. Granted, we're all, we could all just be getting work like we normally do same thing with uh, with punk coming back this week. Cause uh, you know, everyone who was at C2E2 said he was whooping you know, pretty Pretty significantly um, again get probably getting worked but um, yeah I don't know it's just one of those weird things like if it's not Kenny who I, I there's just not many people that have meshed with them recently um, obviously since they just got turned on by uh, uh, red dragon so uh, Matt Hardy I guess is a, is a pretty solid point based on the BTE stuff but unless hangman turns you know i i don't see that happening though it's just kind of a weird situation they've put themselves in i feel like as we've talked about before you know them breaking away from cole and red dragon uh is definitely pushed off this far like too far it's just taken a long time for them to do that and it's just really bad timing with the amount of injuries we've had you know on the roster and I don't know I'm curious to see where they go with it it'd be nice to see to have Kenny come back but with the amount of injuries they said he had and and you know the reason why he's been out for so long I hope he's not you know I hope he's 100% if he does come back I don't want to see him come back like 75% and then we lose him for you know another six to eight months or however long he's been out so um, hopefully it is a wise decision and not a rushed one
1: so i just wanted to touch on something you just kind of mentioned here um you know there's still a possibility hangman does join up with them which if he does i could then see a dark order heel turn in the finals and that would be very very interesting and something that would be very unexpected given everything we've seen out of them um So just wanted to bring that up. It's just an an idea for a storyline, a little fantasy booking, but uh, let's uh, go ahead and move on. So our editor doesn't kill us.
0: Yep. John's getting a little pushy here. So we're going to move on to rampage. Uh, First match uh, we had was a triple a world mixed tag team championship match. Tay Mello got the little name change going on. Now that uh, her and Sammy that's on their nuptials. Congrats. Sammy and Tay uh, versus Dante Martin and sky blue. Um, we had Ty and Sammy go over with that. Um, so uh, after that, we had Parker Boudreaux. Hopefully I said that right. I know we were questioning that this uh, this weekend. With Slim J and Sonny Kiss. Um, now it was a uh, a singles match. Uh, bu- 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 it was Parker, Parker versus Sonny. Was it Parker versus Sonny?
2: Yeah, it was Parker versus Sonny Kiss. Versus
0: Sonny. Thank you. I can't read still apparently. Um, I can't be quiet when God I'm damn, correcting I'm just, stuff. I am just struggling chat. tonight. Yeah, um, it was a, a
1: squash match Parker Boudreaux versus Sunny Kiss.
0: And we had a Sunny Kiss heel turn uh, after that. That Twice didn't happen until. To... Was it later on? Okay, well, continue. Continue on. <laughs> I'm just going to keep reading. Uh, we had Gun Club versus Dan Housen and Eric Redbeard. Uh, the Gun Club went over in that match. Orange Cassidy versus Ari Davari and yes that's that's the sunny heel that is where sunny turned thank you very much i didn't there you go i knew it happened at some point obviously i i saw the uh uh the notes on that um but orange Cassidy did did go over and sunny kiss turned at the end of the match so we actually were talking about that last week i think george was the one who mentioned uh we'd like to see some more things happen with sunny kiss who's been pretty talented um very fun to watch, you know, early on, Sonny had a lot of uh, TV time and they had a little squirmish with uh, Joey Janela for a little bit, and then they kind of fell off. So um, nice to see Sonny back on TV. George, go ahead.
1: So yeah, let's, let me jump on the Sonny Kiss bandwagon here. Um, yes, thank God we've got Sonny Kiss back on TV. Best booty in the business. Um, you know, I. I'm loving everything I'm seeing with Sonny Kiss since joining, you know, with the, with the trust busters, not the thrust busters. (laughs) Um, But, you know, you know, the whole thing with him was he, you know, I should say they though, because I I don't want to screw pronouns up with Sonny, but um, long, you know, they were off TV for well over a year, you know, and they're, I think if I'm not mistaken, I believe they're a day one signing with AEW. Mm -hmm. you know, in it's just such a disservice, you know, that they were kept off the main show. Um, But I also understand where AEW was coming from, because at the time, Sunny Kiss was still finishing up uh, uh, college, if I'm not mistaken. Um, And, you know, once they started to try to commit to AEW, things had moved on and moved fast. So it felt like a missed opportunity then. But you know, this, this new faction now that he's with, it's, you know, basically if you follow the social media accounts for Ari Davari and Sonny Kiss, the whole premise here is that Daivari has picked up guys that have been overlooked, underutilized, and just, you know, under, you know, just underestimated, you know, Slim J is a guy who has been, I I guess is better than he looks from what I've heard, Um, you know, and then, yeah, Parker Boudreaux who's an absolute monster of a man. Um, basically, they're booking him like Brock Lesnar. And then you got Sonny Kiss, who, talented as hell, doesn't get enough credit for what they do, and is now you know, a big is going to be a big deal with this group. And Sonny has been selling the shit out of this heel turn on, on social media. So, you know, if you haven't checked it out, go through his, go through his Twitter. It's uh, very, he's, he's definitely, you know, feels vindicated in what he's done and it looks like the fans are actually on board with this turn. They're like, you know, there's the fans are, you know, you think the fans would be like, Oh my God, you turned heel. We don't like you anymore. No, the fans have been like, Yes, more of this. As long as you get some T V time, we're with you, bud. So, you know, I'm glad for that. Um as far as, far as the rest of Rampage, it's Rampage. You know, what what can you say? That's all I got. Uh Sean, go ahead, man.
4: First off, the Danielson promo actually had me looking forward to the uh two out of three falls match on Wednesday between him and Garcia Garcia really uh added a little bit of uh Story to um, their little feud, um, but trustbusters. Um, I'm glad Sunny Kiss is getting TV time, but this trustbuster thing is a little much. It just looked, Yeah, I'd rather at this point it's, it's not far out for me. Trustbuster, trustbuster. It's like, what is the point of them? I like some Island of Misfit Toys. Uh, like, Slim J, maybe he's good, but he looks like Jamie Kennedy from Malibu's Most Wanted. Um, Parker Boudreau, I feel like they're they're going to – he's going to be wasted. It just looks – the writing's on the wall for me. Is They're going to misplace him like he was misplaced in NXT. And, frankly, I don't know if he's quite ready for TV time. Maybe he should have spent a little time on the indies and – um uh honed his craft a little bit, created his own character. I feel like um it's a far cry from a lesnar. Uh his physicality is really good. Um but uh I don't know I feel like their uh, coming match with best friends is gonna be the start of what's to come and I'm seeing and them taking an L. Um, in that match Uh, just faction bonanza. Once again, it's like, how many more factions do we need?
2: Yeah. uh, Thanks, Sean, for for those points. Again, Rampage is a throwaway (laughs) show. Um, Like, I am excited to see what uh, Danielson and Daniel Garcia go do. It was a great promo. Uh, but it feels feels rushed. It feels uninteresting. Even when Hook came out there to, like, mm-hmm. acknowledge the FTW championship and then forgot who came out. What's what's his name? The reality star that dates Snooki or married to Snooki, what, whatever uh, his name
1: Zach Clayton. Zach Zach,
2: yeah, Zach Clayton. And it's like, I'm challenging you for the FTW championship. And then Hook's just like, yeah, yeah, I'm just going to do that. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. Um, but and the thing with the trust busters is it just looks like a convoluted group like happy for sunny to get on television finally after a year i think the last time we saw sunny was when got when they got squashed by Kenny Omega like 6 the, seconds yeah the 6 second like thing that that happened when for the uh, AEW like title tournament match for that but that was that was wild um but ultimately uh Trustbusters, I'm, I'm not excited for them. Parker Boudreaux looks like Brock Lesnar on Wish. Um Ari Davari, whatever. Um, I know he's from uh WWE, but there's a reason they let him go. I don't see the the shine about him. Slim J, um uh, wanna be Scotty too hottie Uh so <laughs> that's all I gotta say. R- R- Rampage. I yeah, this is this is Richie Buckets being heel. Uh yeah. Truth hurts. That's that's all. Go ahead, John.
7: Okay, rampage. Thrust busters. Thrust busters.
0: <laughs> like because we are a
3: podcast, Chad. Can you explain what John just did with his hands?
0: I just laughing at the fact he said thrust busters because y'all were giving me shit about it. So. <laughs> uh explain yourself or don't whatever richard george go ahead go ahead i'll take
1: i'll take it here um so I want to just kind of give some legitimacy to the thr- to the Thrustbusters. God, I almost have me say Thrustbusters?
0: <laughs> hey, it's it's spoken into existence. Their name's getting Thrust changed. Thrustbusters. It's, it's getting changed next week. I'm telling you. It's who
1: who are you good. gonna call?
0: Thrustbusters.
1: <laughs> <Jeez. Yeah. sighs> <sighs> Hashtag, Hashtag Thrustbusters. Um, <laughs> but no, I'll give some legit- legitimacy to this group because they remind me uh, in a sense of how new day used was when they first started and i know that's a throwback cuz you got to remember when new day was first formed you know with woods and you know it was supposed to be like almost like a like a baptist revival thing going on or some kind of religious thing it was a very strange idea but they made it work and because you know and it took time but they got it to work and i think that's where we're at with this group here is you've got guys that have a lot of potential and as far as i can tell most of them are very young um sunny kiss i believe is only like 25 if i'm not mistaken you know i'm not sure how old Boudreaux Boudreau is i'm not you know and slim J looks like he j- you know he just walked out of pe class but um but you know again give this give everything time to kind of Progress and you know become what it needs to be, you know a little bit of organization and with the right you know booking, they could be, definitely be a an important part of of a show and any of these guys could go on to be single stars you know somewhere down the line, um, but I think the bigger thing with them is going to be once this ROH situation is figured out, that might be their ultimate destination. So just be patient with them and let's see what happens.
5: I'm eager to see where they go, in all honesty. I personally, with this uh, group, the more mismanaged their personalities are, I feel like that's what makes them more cohesive, more than anything else.
0: All right.
1: And I'm just seeing here uh, in our chat, uh, Bedro is 23. There's a, a ton of upside there.
2: Not right now. <laughs> because it's... <laughs> it's not working for me right now maybe in the future but not right now
0: well one match happened we'll see where they uh continue with them uh we're gonna head on to uh impact emergence uh myself rich bob brian john joey and jonathan who's not here uh we all got to uh go to this event uh my first impact show actually i think it was everyone's first impact show so um I'm going to tell you what, we're going to go through the card here real quick, but this was probably the best show we've seen this year that I've gone to in person, and we'll we'll go more in depth on that afterwards. Uh, We'll start leading into uh, everything here. So uh, first match we had was the digital media uh, championship match between the champion Brian Myers and Bupinder. Uh, Brian Myers ended up retaining the title. Uh, after that, we had a Knockouts World Tag Team Championship match, uh, Taya Valkyrie and Rosemary versus VXT, which is Deanna Perazzo and Chelsea Green. Uh, Chelsea Green and Perazzo ended up uh, taking home the belts. I was pretty excited about that. This is one of the matches I was uh, definitely looking forward to. Uh, pretty solid Bonk. match. <laughs> Bonk. All right, I'll play it. Whatever. Um Next up, we had the X-Division Championship match between Speedball, Mike Bailey, and Jack Evans. Uh, Speedball retained in that match. Uh, next up, we had Sammy Callahan versus Steve Macklin. Now, this was a wild one uh, because it didn't happen right away. Uh, they started going at it and then basically left the, you know, the stage area. They were backstage for most of the match. Um you know, so they say, and, and came back out um, quite uh, later on. So we'll go over that uh, as it happens. We had Violent by Design, Eric Young and Diener versus Joe During and Chris Sabin and Kushida. Uh, Wedgie. Viol- Wedgie. <laughs> <What? Yes. Wedgie. laughs> Young. We'll had talk win- more about that. Young had white tights on. That's all we're going to say. Uh, Violent by Design ended up winning that match. Um, next up, we had... Uh, Bandito versus Ray Horace for a Lucha Libre AAA attraction match. Bandito took home the win. That was an exciting one. Um, Let's see. We'll continue on here. Finally, we got the macklin Callahan match uh, back underway. Um, We had Moose come out and a whole bunch of people basically getting in between these guys after they finally made their way back out to the ring. Um, Moose was banned from ringside, and the stipulation was now a no-DQ match in which Sammy Callahan took home the victory. Uh, And then we had Honor No More, which is Eddie Edwards, Matt Taven, Mike Bennett, Vincent, and PCO versus the Bullet Club. Uh, We had the Good Brothers, Ace Austin, Chris Bay, and Hukaleo. Uh, This was a no-DQ match. Uh, If Honor No More lost this match, they would have had to have disbanded, but they ended up winning. They went over the Bullet Club. Um, We had a Knockouts World Championship match between the champ Jordan Grace versus Mia Yim. Uh, One of the better matches of the night by far as well. Um, Jordan Grace retained the championship. And then we had our main event for the Impact World Championship, Josh Alexander versus Alex Shelley um in which josh alexander managed to hold on and take home the victory for that uh gentlemen uh what were our thoughts on this uh i want to hear from bob because well joey you go ahead and then i want to hear from. no no bob. Bob, bob deserves
3: to go first so bob you go first i'll go after you
6: brother. <clears throat> well uh guys uh i just want to thank you guys for coming out on friday because it was a fun ass show top to bottom guys great card honestly top to bob
2: uh, but no, before guys, even get, you no, get, no shout out to Bob. Uh we have been sleeping on Impact too long. We are sorry. This is oh, me apologizing. Man. Richie Buckets is apologizing profusely. T- I am sorry, Bobby. It's all
6: good, man. Better late than never, right? Um again, where do I start, man? Like I am I'm gonna go hot and heavy. We're gonna start with the best match of the night, the Lucha match. Phenomenal, guys. Phenomenal, top to bottom. I can't say, again, I can't even call any of the action. It was so fast-paced. But, man, that match was, was hot and heavy. <laughs> hot and heavy, Joey. Um, my second best match of the night, I'm going to go with the women. Guys, the knockouts killed it that night. Jordan Grace, Mia Yim had a banger of a match that night. Wow, guys, wow. Um, and, again, unfortunately, Mia lost the match. Jordan retained. But, guys, phenomenal work from both women. And then, honestly, I think uh, probably the third best match of the night, the main event, Josh Alexander and Alex Shelley. Man, they put on a
0: clinic. Talk about wrestling, guys. They they were putting on – go ahead, Chad. I, see. I, I was going to add to your third best. That was a pretty interesting match because it wasn't more so at, like an exciting match. It was really technical. Um, Josh Alexander, honestly, wasn't winning like – of that match. He was really getting beaten on like the first majority of the match. So super technical. Um, I've never seen either one of them wrestle before. So it was really, uh, really wild and and really cool to see that. Definitely agree. That was probably third match. I think I agree with all of your layering so far. Um, just what an incredible show. Uh, continue. I'm sorry.
6: No, it's fine. Um,
3: I, I didn't see who raised their hand first, but, uh, go ahead guys. Step in. Go Joey. Thanks buddy. Uh, so one thing that really hasn't been mentioned yet, and I know we make fun of, especially Rich makes fun of when um AEW would say, we're coming to Chicago, and it's really Hoffman Estates. Um even within the Midwest and specifically Chicago land, um, this was my first, I think everybody's first show in Cicero. Okay. Cicero, for those that don't know, is a very close um older like I I think I'm going to call it a suburb because it's really like a small city outside of Chicago. And Chicago Midwest has a lot of Latino Americans. And something that was really cool about this show, especially what I think helped make the Lucha match, the match of the night for me at least, is that the just how into it culturally the crowd was. It wasn't just talking in Spanish. It was really getting into and behind it. Um, S.O. Salucha, I think, was the chant that was done at least 15 times almost. It was like incredible. 14-minute match. And so just the vibe of the crowd, I think, really something that's understated when we go to these big arena shows at Allstate or the United Center. So the fact that this was a more intimate maybe 1,000-people show really stood out and made that show, in my opinion, better, especially that match. Go ahead, Rich.
2: Uh, Yeah, hands down a lucha match was with Bandito and uh, Ray Horse was the the greatest match, not only with the the influence of like the Latino community uh, within the crowd, uh, just the way that they were just doing ridiculous spots. I mean, I guess that's lucha in a nutshell, but oh my gosh, I'm like, these men are going to kill each other. Um, But overall, the the atmosphere, um, even like. The in-miss promos, I think, like, with uh, Kenny King um, talking, and then who, who came out? The
4: he Yeah,
2: he yeah, came into our section. Um, that was cool. And then Loose randomly talking in the background, and then you can just see, like, the curtain next to us moving because it's, it's Steve Macklin and Sammy Callahan fighting in the back. I'm like, what the hell is going on? But uh, overall, uh, I would say the Lucha match was my top one. The women's match uh with Jordan Grace and was also sec- I I would say Bobby's order and then Alex Shelley and Josh Alexander seeing it from a technical side. Uh those were my-, my favorite matches. I think my least favorite match was the uh Bullet Club uh versus Heart what I can't even say hard no I uh, Honor, Honor No, no More do Honor, Honor the- No More Not hard. Honor No More Yeah I mean it's that was, I mean, it's cool seeing PCL almost like 60, like, do what he does. Uh, but all in all, uh hell of a lot of
7: that. JT? Yeah, uh, again, thank you, Bobby, for telling us, the group, about Impact. And uh, I'm glad that all of us were able to go. Um, but, yeah, from start to finish for Friday, it, it was great. Um Definitely my favorite match of the night is the women's match, Jordan Grace versus Mia Yim. I thought that match was perfect, uh, technical wrestling, but also just a good match psychology throughout. It kept me very invested. Uh, That spot where they were trying to fight for submission and then they started hitting each other in the chest, like, ooh. That was fun. So, this is why it's my number one compared to, you know, uh, the Lucha Mask, uh, the main event. Um, They're those matches are great too, but I felt like they could have ended it like a minute earlier. A- example, uh, the uh, was a bandito giving the frog splash. I yeah. thought that's gonna be the ending, but they did a couple more moves. More, that's was a little critique. And then same thing with the Joss Alexander Alex Shelley match. Same thing kind of happened too, where uh, Alexander did like the spinning tombstone. Oh, that was insane. That was Think so about crazy. it. That. It came out of nowhere and it's like, okay, this is good, this is good, and then picks up. Yeah. Yeah, but the and move was just after being that. Being too picky about it, yeah. I know it's being too picky, but I do, I do, still so love all the matches on the card though. But cool. anyways, Chad.
0: Yeah, uh, I was just gonna thank Bob uh, for introducing us to Impact. Uh, I really wrote them off, like years and years and years ago when they were still you you did and i recall you gave me shit for watching tna back
6: in high school i gave him a lot
0: of shit because all i remember tna as a kid was hogan and flair hogan and flair every time i turn on spike tv them two old motherfuckers would be bleeding like crimson red all over the place like dude you all need to retire like that's just that's all i got out of tna as a kid so um, well, shame I'm, on you, Chad. Shame missed on me. Out on a I, lot of I missed out on a lot of shit, and you know, hopefully, I'll, this gives me an opportunity to go back and and watch a lot of that crazy shit. Because you're gonna
6: go back and you're gonna be like, that
0: happened? What yeah, the fuck no, when did this happen? Dude, you're 100 percent right. 100 percent right. I'm not doubting you by any means. And That's look, believe me, you. TNA
6: was not always the best.
0: There's a lot of crap on there too, guys. You're gonna be like,
6: oh yeah, Vince yeah. Russo put the crap out of this. So yeah. there's ups and there's downs. But I'm glad that you guys all enjoyed it. Was yeah. a fun show, Top to bottom, guys. Honestly, I'm I'm thinking like, what are my top ten best pay per views? And I'm I'm thinking about adding this on there now, man. Like this was literally top to bottom, hell of a show. I'm trying to think what else kind of caught my eyes, and I'm like, yeah, that, that was fun. Um, I understand you guys didn't like the hardcore match, but again, in a in a uh in a show, you got it gotta be a roller coaster. You're gonna have some uh, ups, you're gonna have some downs. It was different. You need you need something to cool down the crowd. I'm mean, going to get – the crowd was into it, though. You know, they were brawling all over the place. Yep. But I get it from your under uh, from your point of view, guys. But, yeah, no, honestly, if you guys have anything
0: else to add, go ahead.
6: I, uh, to-
0: I'm definitely going to piggyback off of Joey with having, like, the Latino community, like, in the yeah. arena. Not only were they there, but they were next to us. So, like, we were fucking screaming random shit. And I didn't know what they were saying half the time. Like, I didn't really pay attention in Spanish class. Like, I knew enough to get by, but – Dude, it was incredible, and I'm not spoiling anything for uh, last night's tapings as well, but they were in full force again, and they had a uh, a drum. Someone was just beating the fuck out of a drum during nah. some of the matches. <laughs> oh, like really? it was incredible. Like that's the shit I love. Like lucha stuff. Like wow. Like that match was just so amazing, and like the crowd being into it. Uh, and Bandito and them like looking at the crowd and like trying to get them to hype up and everything. Like, I just that I, I just enjoy the shit out of that stuff. So, I agree with you on
3: um, that, Chad. Um, yeah. yeah, so Chad and I think, um, Richie Buckets mentioned it earlier. Uh, the whole wedgie scenario with yes. Eric Young. So, as Chad mentioned, he was wearing white with. I don't even know what the shape of it was on the back of his trunks. Check. Can you describe the shape of it? Because you're probably I, a skin. What was the
0: shape? I don't know what the shit. It was like, honestly, it looked like he was wearing a diaper, and it looked like there was—I don't know if it was like tan or brown—on uh, his ass. But literally, his trunks were so like probably the thinnest trunks I think I've ever seen a guy wear. But like they were riding up his ass, and we were calling him out the entire match, like wedgie, wedgie. And, and he,
2: and he acknowledged it too. That he was, did. That was the funny. He like pulled <laughs> his
0: his shorts back up so they weren't like. He up like his he ass. literally
2: he literally smirked like yeah you <laughs> so, got me there. He laughed just,
0: at one point when I screamed. He was like yeah him. it's, it's it was yeah, awesome. awesome. And and Eric uh,
2: Young's a pro's pro.
3: I mean he's a respected guy. He's been around forever. So for him to smile and acknowledge that, that definitely made me smile. I'm like, all right, like he gets it. He can make fun of himself. He was basically Butters and TNA for years before being more serious. But we didn't do the first wedgie champ. But then afterwards, I want to say I started three or four of them. Chad might have as well, especially with the skid mark scenarios. But it was oh, I just- think I called yeah. him skid mark. Was that, was that me? Yeah, I yes, called him skid mark.
2: That's what I You only had
3: one beer that night, Chad. You said, remember this. Come on. <laughs> Go ahead, Rich. That's what I got to say about our players. <laughs>
2: No, overall, um, great, great event. Um, it, it, it's, it was really great to see a wrestling community, especially in that venue. It's not one of the bigger venues at the Cicero Stadium, but it felt bigger than what it actually was if you were in the atmosphere. Um, the way that the crowd was into each match, I don't think there was a, a dull moment. I, if you want to count the a hardcore match, no disqualification matches, the dull moment. I mean, it still was good, but all in all, um, great, great venue, great shows. It was a good time with you guys. Um, and, yeah, again, thank you, Bobby. Cool uh, <laughs> uh, shout out to Bobby for being a trooper.
6: Um, oh, nah, don't worry about it.
2: <laughs> I think we'll talk about that in our bone pick.
6: Yeah. <laughs> but uh, to to add on, I the crowd was hot. And you know what? I do hope Impact comes back to the Cicero Stadium. Cause man that crowd very loyal to that to to that to the wrestlers and to the company um after the event we got to see some of the people stick around and i'm just like man I- how do we get? How do I sign
0: up to become a Impact
6: VIP member
0: here so I can go and do the meeting greets after the show? Titanium, right. titanium, bro, titanium. Which I don't even think they were checking anything for that. I, we brought that up. I'm like,
6: man, maybe I should
0: just sneak my way in there. <laughs> they won't say
6: anything, right? You can maybe, get the sympathy card, Bob. Maybe next time, right?
0: Yeah, we had a uh, uh, an injury. Uh, that we're memory. not
6: gonna disclose on the podcast. We
0: should. We've we should that. disclose that's it. Right? I, I tagged no, you on we're Facebook. We're gonna go Can ahead. Let's <laughs> move on. That's
5: that's Bobby's business. We don't All want to. Right. We don't we want to hear Bobby's business. On. We
0: will move on to Chef's Kiss. So Bob and Joey, why don't y'all uh, bring it to us? <laughs>
3: Well, Bobby, uh, go ahead for the first one, man. We're transitioning a little away from Impact right now. But, Bob, what was your chef's kiss, I believe, from Raw, if I'm not mistaken? Correct. So, guys,
6: my chef's kiss for this week was uh, the Dexter Loomis stuff on Raw. Uh, when I was watching Raw during the show, they were doing, like, backstage stuff. And I noticed there was a car crash in the backstage. I'm like, what's going on? But they didn't really they didn't bring it up. You know, I think it was an interview with Kevin Owens. And I'm just suspicious. What's going on? and Nikki Ash was in the background. I'm like, oh. Then they showed it again, being told off later on in the show. And then at the end of the show, you see the security police guys coming after somebody. I'm like, what's going on? And then he looks up and it's Dexter Loomis. And I'm like, well, oh, all right. So I actually like that, you know, and I'm curious to see where they're gonna go with Dexter Loomis now. Now that he's back with the company, I know that he had a cup of coffee at NWA. Um, but again, I'm, I'm intrigued to see where this goes. Uh um,
0: son Joey, let's go ahead.
3: What was, uh, Chad, you want to jump in about this? I, or? I did
0: want to jump in on that because it was really fucking confusing because, uh, so it was like a weird transition when, um, uh, Nikki Ash and it was a drop. They like were walking backstage and then they bumped into, uh, was it, uh, edge or somebody? Oh, that was, I think that was an earlier segment, but yes. But it leads into this. It was was AJ. AJ. They bumped into AJ. The camera then starts following them or AJ. I forget it. It switched up, but you could see people fucking sprinting in the background. Yes. Which I assume is up to that car crash where the Ash and them added up. It was really odd it was cool like it was a it was something way different than i think i've ever seen like camera wise backstage from any That transition yeah that that easy transition but but there was no mention of it at all which was like really really odd i like i i think i uh messaged the group chat i'm like hey what the fuck just happened like who's running back like it was it was (laughs) it was interesting it was really uh it was different and i will Give you a, a thumbs up for including that in your chef's kiss because it was a different way to bring Definitely. somebody back for sure without yeah. without them saying anything about it. I don't think they said anything on the show. We just found uh, about it on maybe, Twitter, right? I think maybe
6: Corey Grace might have mentioned something at the end. Like, oh, that's Dexter Loomis." You know, what is he doing here? But other than that, they didn't mention the backstage shenanigans. None of that was brought up. It was just, it. what is Dexter
1: Loomis doing here? Um, but, yeah, George? Sorry about that. Um, So I got a really outside of our normal conversation chef's kiss for you guys tonight. Um, We're going to take this over to Tokyo Joshi Pro. Um, And I know I posted this in our little group chat, uh, you know, a little uh, earlier. Yuka Sakazaki knocking that bitch the fuck out. (laughs) Holy crap. I am down for dark heel yuka. Give me more yuka, please. God, that, if you haven't, I don't know where the hell you can watch this. It just, I, this came up randomly on my Twitter. Um, but it, I'm, you know, I got to find a way to watch Tokyo Joshi pro because Jesus, if you're going to do stuff like that, that is a chef's kiss for me. All right. But that's all I got. Give the mic Thanks back so to Joey on. there.
3: Yeah, so mine is going to come from, and I mentioned before, Bob, I I really like Loomis' character work, so him back on TV, I love. For mine, it is to NXT, and we briefly, I actually was happy that we talked more about NXT this week. I'm I'm biased. As Bob is to Impact, I am to NXT, To take it to a math equation scenario. But someone that could have been on Chef's Kiss if we did this show a year ago, would have been Andre Chase and Chase University. Now he's not the most physically intimidating guy, kind of has a very punchable kind of face, not very athletic, et cetera. But he has this whole university professor. It's like he runs his own college, very much a old school movie mentality of like he's not really respected, but his people like him. And so there's this new-ish girl called Thea Hale. Very cute young lady as well. Very excited, overly excited almost. And really, at times, like pushing the guys and hurting them. And so what happened actually the week prior was that Santina Morella's daughter, who now wrestles in NXT, called Ariana Grace. Uh, She's a legit former beauty pageant uh, contestant. They brought that into the show. And so as a result, um, apparently they had a match way before they actually got her a black eye. They brought this into the segment as if they're sitting in Andre Chase's dean's office and she's saying, she gave me a black eye. It's not fair. Thea's freaking out about it, saying, it's my fault, Mr. Chase. I'm trying, I'm trying. And he says, well, because this happened on Andre Chase University grounds, I have the right to make a match. Very campy, silly, almost a offshoot in a way of like how the fashion files... We're taken with Breeze and Fandango a few years ago. Like totally their own universe. And that's kind of how this fake college is. And something that he does too in his segments is, he'll just randomly drop an F-bomb and swear randomly. And instead of letting it come out like it does on Dynamite, they will bleep it out and they'll put a little Chase University logo right on his mouth when he swears. And so it just makes me smile every time. They have a little Easter egg of the crowd um having a section usually it's in like the <clears throat> far left of the full section with like 12 people wearing Andre chase university stuff and they'll call it the student section from time to time so the fact that just they get consistent tv time they're a lower mid-card act but at least they're letting them be creative for as long as this has been in existence and so i just loved it so mwah, chef's kiss there bobby yeah, we, our, we, yeah. we had a combo right Our combo was about uh, the pre-show, specifically the women's tag title match in there. Bobby, the original incarnation of Chef's Kiss was about Seth Rollins' Dusty Rhodes polka dots. So we have a fashion-related Chef's Kiss this time. As Chad holds back the horny bonk, because it's not related to this at all, I'm just letting you know. Thank you. Bob, go ahead. Why did we like the attire on the winning tag team?
6: Well, guys, when you saw Chelsea Green and Diana Peraza come out there, they looked like a goddamn team. Honestly, they they had the matching gear, they had music, they, they had team moves out there. That's a tag team, not just two people put together. All right, figure it out. They they had a great look out there as a team. Thanks for the bonk, but guys, honestly, like we Barely need more did. Of that with the women. Like, come out, look like a tag team. Don't look like. Oh well, I look like a dark, gothic chick, and then oh, I'm a pretty hot. Like no, I, I y'all gotta fucking work together, come up with something. And Ch- and what Chelsea Green and Diana Prada are doing with VXT, Vex, Vex is what, is what they're they calling themselves. Call it. Yep, I'm liking it. I'm all in. So we need more of that on the WWE side because I see the the women's tag tournament and I'm, I'm seeing all these names and I'm like, bro, they're just a bunch of random ass women put together. I. I can't really get into that you know so what they're doing on impact keep it
3: up um Joey I fully agree and I know like some of the classic tag teams on the men's side as well in history you know have been odd couples or not wearing matching gear I can think of obviously the new age outlaws road Doug wearing his full get up and Billy just wearing trunks a cane and an x-pac for instance but really that combination of smooth maneuvers Similar but not a, a copy of those characters and move sets. If you want to treat tag team wrestling seriously, this is a very easy way to do it. Even if the uh, people involved aren't necessarily the best athletes, matching gear—that little extra step—that's what we want to see chad go ahead with i think an offshoot as well
0: yeah i had an off one for you real quick i'm going to add to what you guys are seeing about the tag team stuff uh definitely watch the next two impact shows because some of your gripes about some tag teams i think you'll you'll see some more uh effort into some of the the future uh shows so uh stay tuned for those i'm gonna actually try to watch that shit now so Uh, we'll see how that goes um no mine i guess not necessarily a chef's kiss but it was a kiss in a sense uh at uh, gcw homecoming we had mox the gcw champion against effie uh they had a kiss mid-match and it's actually pretty fucking funny if you guys uh didn't get to see that um lots of big things happening uh gcw this weekend um Cardona and Chelsea Green actually just renewed their vows tonight and were crashed by uh, Nick Gage, who is actually challenging Mox for the GCW uh, title here uh, in the next next couple events. And we're actually going to uh, The Art of War Games 2 the week of All Out. We've got like five or six different shows we're going to, so I'm really pumped to see that. Uh, George, go ahead.
1: Uh, just jumping off the Matt Cardona thing did you I know Shad saw this but that outfit that he wore the whole purple (laughs) man the purple and white macho man outfit it's on his Twitter if you haven't seen it Go check it out. It's it's a freaking riot, um, and then the preceding tweets that you know came after. It was like, oh my god, come on! It was like you know he's all bloodied up, and it's just it was fun. But yeah, go go check that out if you got a chance. Just a little fun thing because um, obviously they were parodying the uh, Macho Man Miss Elizabeth you know things. So, um, but yeah, cool stuff. And that's uh, that's all I got.
3: All right, that hey was... Richie bone to pick?
2: Oh, I mean, we already know my bone to pick, but I think uh, JT's got a bone to pick, and, I, and we agree on this bone to pick, so I would like to hear his thoughts first before we go to my bone to pick.
7: Yeah, I got, I got a few. Um, <clears throat> All right, anyways. Cicero Stadium. Okay? We get there. There's an elevator to our left, and there's stairs, right? Unfortunately, bobs and crutches. So... We're like, oh, elevator, push button, doesn't do anything. And the guy's like, oh, I guess it's broken. And we're like, okay, we're carrying Bob up the stairs. At the end of the show, get close to the stairs. Some security guy's like, oh, here, you come over here, pushes the button, works. Dudes, really? All right, second thing, Cicero Stadium. Go upstairs, you know, long draft to get there, boys, right, Excited and pumped, I'm like, okay. We get there, try to look for our section, and there's like, our section's not there. It's 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 gone. It's disappeared. And I guess the promoter guy or security guy came up to us like, hey, where are you guys sitting? It's like, oh, let me talk to someone. Like, All right, we waited like three minutes. He's like, yeah, I guess your section's uh, uh non-existent. So uh, why don't you guys sit over by the bleachers? And then I'm just like. I realized that uh, there's a $20 difference from sitting in the seats and going to the bleachers. So uh, that kind of pissed me off. Uh, third thing, sister, I'll see you cash only for the beer. Why is that a thing? All right, that's my bone to pick. I got a lot more, but you guys can go key on. I wanted to, I wanted to add to
0: JT's uh, our uh, seats that didn't exist thing. Um, I feel like that kind of worked out in our favor in a sense. Granted. Yes, we did spend more money, but we definitely got to see a lot more going on.
7: Hold on. I, oh my God, it was this one of all... those,
0: it was one of those like 50, 50 yet sucks. But in the same sense, I felt like I kind of enjoyed the seats better, but the next night our seats were pretty fucking awesome. So yes, it, it was, it's it's kind of a win kind of a loss like i get it yes totally agree I, with with the fact that it wasn't fucking there to begin with like literally yeah. our whole role and we weren't the only people that had that had happened to but i did but had, enjoy our view so go ahead sorry
7: i got something i um, totally forgot one of the biggest things that annoyed me the following day okay first of all yes beautiful seats the second day loved it um there's this guy okay Let me see if you guys know who this guy is. (laughs) Who's that guy? Does anyone know who
3: that guy is? David Penzer of (laughs) WCW and TNN.
7: Yes. So this gentleman right here, the whole night is like, all right, guys, we're going to go live. We got free t-shirts. Let's let's see who can make the loudest noise. And I'm like, like, yay, right? Yay. I want a t-shirt, right? And then he doesn't do anything. And this guy does it at least six times. Then I'm like, the sixth time, okay, oh, right. Everyone's more hyped than before because there's a wrestler by the guardrail. And you just see them about to throw something. They're like, oh, it's coming to our section? Let's go. And, uh, no. They just, they just tickled my ball sack, guys. I don't know what to say about that, but I, I was looking forward to those t-shirts.
0: Blue balls, for sure.
7: Yeah. Anyways, uh, Richie? Yeah, um,
2: a lot of the similar things, uh, JT, Cicero Stadium, um, your accessibility sucks for people that are dealing with ailments at the time. So I felt bad for our poor Bob. Uh, definitely got his cardio in, uh, but yeah, if you say that the elevator is not gonna work like the day before or the, the time we get in there and then we have to carry up Bob up there and then It's like, oh, just kidding, it's working now. Um, That's definitely um, the cash only um, beer stand also a bone to pick. We don't have Square, we don't have Venmo, we don't have Zelle. Uh, We live in the 21st century. Um, Another one was someone was ripping ass um, in our bleachers. I don't know who it was. Uh, It was not me, uh, but the people behind us. or I don't know if it was one of us. Uh, but definitely was not me. That was my bone to pick. And obviously my um, bone to pick since episode one has always been Mr. Juicy Joliet is what I'm going to call him now. Uh, You still owe me an apology, but you don't have any social media accounts unless I um, contact your wife. Um, I hope you don't win the G1. I hope you lose. Uh, Yeah, Dave Pencer, you owe me a shirt. I have a bone to pick with you. Uh, And yeah, that's all I got to say. Go ahead, George.
1: All right. Uh, Just uh, touching on the juice situation, uh, it does not look like he's going to win the G1 unless he can somehow beat Will Ospreay. Um, So don't worry there. Um, But my bone to pick, and this is one that really needs a good call out. Uh, Steve Carrier of Ringside News you creepy, horny fuck. Holy shit. For those who don't know what I'm talking about, uh, Anna Jay posted a picture on her Twitter of herself at her hotel room. Looking very nice. Steve Carrier decides to follow it up with asking for her room number. And that's when the shit happens. Because Anna just replies with, yuck. That's all that needed to be said. And everybody from AEW has piled on this. The tweet has since been deleted by Steve Carrier. However, uh, the fact that you are a wrestling journalist for a supposedly reputable, uh, you know, wrestling, you know, dirt sheet, uh, yeah, there is no place for that. Period, dude. Keep it in your pants. All right. Slide into the DMs like all like the rest of us. Get denied like the rest of us. You ain't gonna get none. All right, you creepy little bastard. I
0: don't even know if I'd go that far. I just wouldn't say anything. That's just that's just bad.
1: But in all but in all seriousness, have some goddamn respect, man. Like, dude, I don't care who you are. If you're a fan, if you're you know some you know self you know bigwig journalist, whatever. Like, dude, have some respect for female wrestlers. And females in general, for fuck's sake. But God, that that's, you know, I didn't I, originally, I just wasn't even to have a bone to pick until I just remembered that the sickening thing fucking happened. But God damn. So that's all I got. Anybody else got anything? Go right ahead.
3: Killing one. Top that, honestly. Go ahead, Reg. Try to.
2: Yeah, my, my bone to pick um, is with you, Joey, for telling me to shut up. Same with you, JT. I hate y'all. Uh, I still love y'all, but I hate y'all at the same time. Shout out to Bobby. Um, and yeah, that's all I have to say. That's my my bone pick.
5: Ryan. So my bone pick is with uh, Mr. Tony Khan himself. Mostly for booking Rampage like an episode of Dark. Honestly, I thought when Rampage was announced, it was going to be a bigger deal of a show than it has been in the past. I mean, don't get me wrong. The first episode was great and all with, you know, the title change of, you know, Christian Cage beating Kenny Omega for the impact title. But ever since then, it's just felt like very, instead of must-see TV, it's, you don't have to watch it in order to figure out what happens. It's It's a very predictable card from the moment it's booked. Um, I did, I will say this, I'll give him credit where it's due. I think the show this past week, this past Friday, is a step in the right direction as to what Rampage should totally be. Introduce new factions, introduce new stars, keep all these um, people that you have on your roster, these day one signings, reintroduce them since they haven't been on TV in like over a year, it'd be a great place for Kip Sabian to pop back up. It'd be a great place to, for Penelope Ford to display her athleticism and like every you know build characters up. You know that's actually why I'm happy to see the Trustbusters be featured on this. I'm happy to see Sonny Kiss get a spotlight that they deserve. Not only that, Hook gets a spotlight since he's a newer guy, uh, and it's it's so it's just one of those things that I thought it would be super simple to figure out, but apparently he's just still, you know, trying to figure stuff out as he goes along with it. Uh, So I hope rampage is, you know, better in the future. And I just hope that we get better quality matches and matches that are must see instead of matches that are easily missable and dismissible by that, uh, by that standard too. So That's, that's my bone to pick, but yeah. All right,
0: Mr. George round us out for the evening here.
1: All right. Before we, uh, before I take us home, uh, just one little quick hit here. Uh, so Ari Devari of the Trustbusters, now we brought them back up, uh, he has signed a, uh, deal with, uh, with AEW. It, it is a full-time deal. Um, and it looks like he's also doing producing, uh, for AEW, um, and was responsible for a recent women's tag match. Um, so I believe, I, I'm, I'm not sure exactly which match, um, I think the last one I saw was the uh Britt Baker Jamie Hayter tag match uh, against uh Thunderstorm. Um, if he did in fact produce that, then props to him for that. Um hopefully you know he keeps uh keeps some you know good things coming like that. Um but that's all I got. Um, you know, obviously guys uh you know, you know, watch more wrestling, watch different wrestling. I know everybody here says, you know, they're very, uh, you know, getting into impact, Um, you know, more props to you guys. Um, Impact's not my go-to. I used to watch impact way back in the day when it was still TNA, but you know, that's just me. But anyway, long, long and short here, you know, wrestling is good. Make sure you guys are good and doing the move. Um, obviously, check us out here. Uh, if, you're, if you're watching us here on Twitch, make sure you guys hit that follow button. It does help the channel. Um, if you're follow, watching us over on the YouTube, uh, you know, after the fact here, uh, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Hit the bell icon so you get notified when we go live um, or when we post new content. Um, all, all our socials will be there. Follow us on Twitter, uh, you know, and Facebook, uh, Instagram. I believe we have an Instagram and we're still trying to figure out if we have a snapchat we have a logo for it but I don't know who's running that thing
2: <laughs> it is
1: I uh, it okay. is
2: I but it's it's all the <laughs> same it's all the same stuff that we've been using to log in so if you want to <laughs> utilize the snapchat go for it
1: no thanks I don't have that stuff but if you want to talk to Richie Buckets on snapchat by all means slide into his dms
2: uh. <laughs> I'm taking y'all I'm taking uh, <laughs> oh yeah the, yeah
7: yeah. So it, it's uh, tomorrow at 7 p.m.
1: All right. So, yeah. So, guys, look forward to that. Um, and again, you know, YouTube, Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash do the move. Um, I'm sorry, do the move podcast. Let me make sure I get that right. And uh, yeah, other than that, every, on the behalf of everybody here, make sure you guys are keeping well and do the move.
0: Do the move. Do the do move. The move. Later, everybody. She